from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Off and running here on a Friday morning. It is Follow the Money on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss along with Polly Howard. We are live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. Coming up on today's program, Lou Finacaro on the show. We'll talk uh, UFC 292. Best bets with him coming up in an hour. 90 minutes, Nigel Seeley. Best soccer bets of the weekend. And uh, the return of Chuck Edel in the final hour of today's show. Professional sports better. And yeah. uh, he's as good as I've ever heard on the NFL preseason. So it's good to have Chuck back in the fold here today. And that's where we are going to begin recapping last night's game between the Eagles and the Browns. A lot of takeaways there. And, uh, you know, don't call it like a meaningless field goal at the end of the game because it's preseason. There, there was nothing meaningless about that in our racket, right? Because the total was on the line depending on what number you got. And I saw plenty of people responding to me on Twitter saying, yeah, they had 36.5 with the over. Cade York's two missed field goals made the game stay under. And also that was worth a uh, second-half bet as well because the Eagles were laying three, got bumped up to 3.5 in the second half. They were leading 15-10 to 10 before those two field goal attempts. So if he makes it, that's dead. I had Eagles second half last night. I told you I was going to bet them on the air yesterday because I liked uh, Tanner Mackey versus Kellen Mond. So I needed those. I, I can't believe that. The, the second one looked like it was dead down the middle. Dead eye dick. Yep. And then it just drifts out to the left. Uh-huh, yeah. Mariota, yikes. No good. Mariota struggled, right? But you're right. It's the only game in town other than two baseball games that are going on. Right. So, uh, you know, national TV football game. And uh, Sirianni falls now to one five and two straight up in, in the preseason. And uh, Watson wants to play. He said in the last preseason game, I would think it wouldn't hurt to throw him out there as well. But uh, you're right; everything that hung in the balance there and swung as a result of the eighteen eighteen tie in the landing spots. So, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I say this about Mariota. Were, were you surprised they took money from one up to four? That high, yeah. And once it got to four, I thought maybe you see a little bit of Hertz or something. Well, yeah, there was a little cheddar of Hertz, and yeah. that's why I wanted to be a little bit careful yesterday in the first half or for the game because we didn't know if Hertz was going to go and maybe play a series or a quarter last night, and he never did. I will say this, and it's, you know, talking about all these quarterbacks who always come out and can't miss prospects. As a reminder, Marcus Mariota won the Heisman, and he was the second overall pick in the draft not that long ago. If you were watching the game last night, and you're not a football fan, but you tuned in, and you're like, I don't know who these guys are, and you watched that entire game, there was absolutely no question that you, your takeaway is Tanner Mackey is way better than Marcus Mariota. 
and Tanner Mackey's take was taken as an afterthought, right? Um, late in the draft from Stanford, I think he's going to win the backup job. I think the guy should. Mm. I don't. Mariota is too risky wow. for me. Wow. I, I don't know if I can take my chances with that. And well, you know, Jay, there's a there's a chance here with how often Jalen Hurts runs the football that something might happen there. Yeah. yeah. And I, you know, I, I get it. He's going against like third, fourth stringers. He just he looks more. And I thought Ross Tucker on the broadcast last night was a breath of fresh guy. I know he's our friend. Ross Tucker was awesome last night. He was so good, and uh, he pointed that out. Also, at one point when he said, "You got you realize that there are kids across the world who think soccer is the best sport." We need to change this. <laughs> yes. yes, we do. Yeah. Uh, on the flip side, you asked me Monday, can Bennett maybe hang around in this league for a while? DTR might win the backup job, and that's a guy. Another guy. That could be a guy who you look up and he might play eight, ten years in the league as well. So a pretty good first half, uh, and maybe he can he can uh, beat out Dobbs there in Cleveland. I think, uh, yeah, he's yep, better so. than Mond. Mond got some help, and the difference, though, between the backups, the Watkins kid for the Browns last night was – Great. And the backups for the Eagles were horrible. Uh-huh. Deion Kane, uh, good luck, pal. Um, nothing personal, but boy, oh boy, were you bad last night in that second yeah, half. Not just business. Yeah, yeah Mackey was getting no help whatsoever. Yep. And, you know, I mean, again, going back to Ross for a second, he said exactly what I was thinking when Trey Sermon fumbled. I'm like, that's going to cost him, like, his job, and that could be a career-altering then he came back and, like Lloyd Christmas and Dumb and Dumber, totally redeemed himself because he, he broke off a long touchdown run. But I don't know how that's going to balance out the uh, uh, fumble there. And one other observation from the game, when you're watching guys drop like flies, Paul, don't you think, oh, my God, what's the point of really playing these games? Because there were at least three injuries. Two of them looked like they were going to be significant. They had to get the card out several times the way it felt. And then, and then you just remind yourself, oh, wait a second, this happens every single preseason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a shame. Yeah, yeah. well, that one injury was, uh, that was uh, rough there. It looked like it was going to be a serious injury. Yep. What are your thoughts tonight? Uh, again, I don't, the guy who made the schedule, come on, NFL, only two games tonight. I got conflicting reports here on the Giants mm-hmm. about if Jones is going to play and how long. I guess it's only going to be a series or two if he's out there. But confl- uh, conflicting reports if he, if he plays. I know Chuck will have an opinion on this coming up, but you think you'd get something here out of Carolina. Agreed. I mean, that was pathetic what happened. Shut out at home. Uh, couldn't protect Young. They were awful as the Jets dismantled them, uh, what happened in that meeting. And, uh, you know, coming off a, a playoff spot, I'm sure it's just either a series two max for Jones. Don't think you see Barkley either. I doubt it. So it'll be a lot of DeVito tonight in that game. And I'm actually surprised that the Giants are favored. Yeah, DeVito, well, he played most of the last game. He threw for 155 yards, had a touchdown and an INT. I think we all know that uh, it wasn't pretty for that Panthers offensive line against the Jets front. And, you know, Frank Reich has been saying it the entire week, and he recognized, he's like, yeah, we need to go out there on offense, and we need to play a hell of a lot better than what we did. So I think they'll come out tonight. Young's going to get, you know, as much time as they're willing to give him here in these preseason games because he is going to be the week one starter. So I think you just have to go out there and get a feeling for, you know, being crisp. You don't want to have that bad taste in your mouth after a shutout in the preseason. You want to wipe that away. So I think mm-hmm. the angle here depends on if Jones is going to play. I mean, if we found if we find out during the show today that Jones won't play, then I will be searching for Panthers first half for sure. Uh-huh. Right? That would be an yeah. angle to me to look at. Yeah, and here's one of the the other the game is one of the three where you have a big point spread. You know, Atlanta six and a half, seven against Cincinnati won't play anybody uh, in terms of the, the the offense with Burrow being out, and Atlanta's going to play people. And put Ritter in there, after, and then they were aggressive, and they were good in that first game. I mean, to, to sit all these people, and they still had no problems against Miami uh, and what they did defensively. So, uh, but but then again, do you want to lay seven in a preseason game? You know, uh, Art said they're not going to go crazy here, but he, you know, he wants to see something and give the guys a chance and some reps here mm-hmm. uh, in, in the in the late game. But it's it, Cincinnati, not good the first time around. I mean, Green Bay took them out and dropped almost scored forty points on them in their first preseason game. So, I mean, you think about you're a Super Bowl contender every year, and now you have a key injury to Burrow. So it's uh, let's just get this game over with, and uh, maybe Atlanta wins comfortably. What do you think about maybe the under here in this game? I mean, both coaches came out and said, we're not going to try yeah. to trick each other. So do they just they try to show nothing whatsoever? It's going to be you know, a large vanilla ice cream cone from Dairy Queen tonight. 
and uh, not much happening. Is that possible? Yeah, could be. And plus with the joint practices, how much do you want to read into that too? Uh, if one side, we'll get to this coming up. I love the Titans. But if one side is dominating a team in practice the whole time, mm-hmm. and uh, or or both coaches come out and say, "Yeah, we will take it easy on each other," but yeah, that's yeah. I mean that that's because uh, you, you saw what happened with the Jets. How they dominated Carolina with a lot of the, what was going on in practice, and then they shut them out and, and buried them. And that's every report says Tennessee's defense is dominating Minnesota's offense, mm-hmm. and what's happening with the with the joint practices there too in scrimmages. Yeah, I, I'm uh, I'm surprised that we're only getting two games tonight. I, I don't understand that. I thought we were going to get at least four or five like every single Friday night during the preseason. Tomorrow's schedule, how do you even keep up? Yeah. There are so many games. Yeah, everything at the same time at night. Yes. Uh-huh. But I, I mean, I have to play Ritter and give him some time yeah. and see what he can do. You must. Put I him mean, out there, and yes, and get him ready to go week one. I would say a bunch of these teams, right? I, I, I don't think that you can tell your quarterbacks on, uh, I mean, we could rattle off a big number of teams right now in the league that have to tell their young quarterbacks like we need to, you have to go. You got, got, you have to go out there and play in the preseason. Like we need you for at least a quarter, maybe a quarter and a half. We need to see it. He would be one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bengals are certainly not going to risk that with Joe Burrow, but I think that Daniel Jones should get some reps here at some point. I think he needs to, and he had a nice season. But it, because he had one nice season by far and away his career year, uh, you know, under first year coach Brian Dable last year, doesn't mean he's going to automatically pick that back up this year. Yeah. And uh, get better, in fact. Yeah. So, I, I think that that would be key for, you know, young. I, I would play young for. I don't know exactly how long Reg's going to go with him, but I'd play young for a half. How long would you play Stroud? I would give him a half as well. Richardson. I, same exact same thing. thing? Yeah. I, I'd, I'd give them the game. It was another. Uh, it was. I can't believe that the Chiefs might play their starters for a half. Uh, and it's in Arizona with that bad field. I know. That's. I yeah, can't exactly believe right. they're doing that. Uh, at least that's what what he plans to do early on. But after the bad reports coming out of practice, I'd give Richardson a half. Uh, who knows where this line gets to with the Fields news as well. But you have to love the rotation that you're going Richardson. So then for maybe the entire second half or much of the game, it's going to be Minshew and then Ellinger. So, I mean, that's another reason to get on the Colts too. Yeah. Before the Fields news. I, I mean, would you go more than a half? Paul, the regular season's yeah. right around the corner. Well, if I continue to struggle in practice, yeah. I think you Which have to. the reports are and on how Richardson is, is struggling in practice. And by the way, it goes either way, right? For Richardson yeah. and Young, we know that they're going to be the week one starters. Okay, well then, go out there and play some. Yeah, I don't have a problem. Denny Green used to do it all the time with the Vikings. Yeah. He played the guys into the third quarter. Yeah, And, and the other one is Stroud. Who's going to win the job? Yeah. But that's not even decided yet. Mm-hmm. But that, again, that's a great rotation, though. I mean, because you, you're going to have uh, Mills and Keenum. After that, and they cashed the ticket easy in the second half against the Patriots. By the way, there's a huge write-up this morning on the website here, vcin.com, from our very own Steve Mackin. And he went back and looked uh, last year specifically at uh, the betting splits from DraftKings. And they're all available uh, on the website. You can become a vcin pro subscriber, vcin.com slash subscribe. And just like public bets, the public versus, you know, sharps, his findings were just basically the public. They well, first we all know this, right? They bet favorites and over. But I'll give you this nugget: in NFL divisional games in 2022, the public 36 and 64 ATS divisional games, 36 percent. Mama me! Wow, Paulie runs down last night's betting action and wins some, lose some. Coming up next. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Welcome in. It is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss, Polly Howard. We're live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. Big card coming up tomorrow, UFC 292, and it is a very sexy main event. Sterling takes on O'Malley and uh, our friend and great UFC handicapper Lou Finicaro joins the program now. Good morning, Cowboy. How you doing today? Doing great, guys. Have a super fight card lined up for the weekend among the other sports. NFL's back, and I'm tickled to be joining it. Yeah, same here. So you wrote some glowing words about Sterling. It's obviously justified at vcin.com about this fight in your breakdown I want to ask you this, though. He just fought in June. Does that factor into your handicap at all looking at this fight tomorrow? It it must. O'Malley's hanging his hat on the fact that Sterling drops just obtuse amounts of weight to get to 135. That guy walks around at 170. So uh, O'Malley's thought is he'll be somewhat compromised so quick after another weight cut. As, As well, it was a weight cut for Henry Cejudo. Uh, arguably the greatest combat sports fighter of all time. So uh, O'Malley, with the help of the organization, has kind of got themselves into a perfect position where they have no excuses. Aljo has the quick turnaround, and that, to a degree, does come into uh, my thinking. The weigh-ins are this morning in another 45 minutes, and that's really foundational for how I'm going to view this fight. Can you expand on that? And and, and also, if Sterling... Uh, how maybe the emotion can, uh, aspect of this can get the better part of them. Uh, st- this is such a great fight, guys, because you got East and West. And, and in the East, you got Lunch Pail Guy from Long Island, mm-hmm. the, Sarah, uh, the Longo uh, Gym, and, and their, work, their working class, hard nosed fellas. Meanwhile, you go to Phoenix and you got a, a pink haired Sugar Sean O'Malley that the organization to a degree has speed ramped into this position because how uh, popular and magnanimous his personality is. They'd love O'Malley to win this. Sterling knows that. He feels coerced into this fight, Mm -hmm. and he's upset, visibly upset. I think the only issue Sterling must protect himself against is trying to be too aggressive too early because I do believe that O'Malley's path to victory it's a early path to victory. It's a shin to the teeth or a spinning elbow to the temple, but it's got to be something quick. It's got to be something violent, and Sterling must protect against that early. Okay, so then ultimately, how do you see this fight going and then ending uh, and obviously tied into how you want to bet it then? So depending on weigh-ins, guys, I believe that O'Malley does catch lightning in a bottle and knocks Sterling out early or... Sterling finds a way to submit him in round three or four. Uh, I don't see the fight going to decision in any way, shape, or form. Okay. And I just believe that uh, Sterling's pedigree, he's more well-rounded, who he's been in with, and he's got a great set of guys in his corner, hopefully keeping him calm and level. 
because he just needs to navigate this fight into round three. And then I think O'Malley, long, thin, pencil-like physique will start to gas. He's shown himself to be looking at the clock in three round fights. This is his first five-round fight, first main event. All right, terrific breakdown. Calling for a finish in that fight. How about the co-main with uh, Zhang? You think she can finish the gal early in this one as well? What an unbelievable, this will be the fight of the night, no question. Uh, Brazil against China. The Brazilian girl, Lemos, waist down, looks like Earl Campbell in his prime. She gets all her power from her legs and her torso, and she's a powerful gal. Uh, Wei Li, the Chinese fighter, must, just like Sterling, be very cautious in the first round or two and try and tax Lemos a little bit, get her to use some energy, back her up, but be cautious. Once this fight gets into round three, I think that Zhang, the Chinese champion, will systematically break Lemos down. And I like Zhang inside the distance here. That's a minus 120 proposition at DraftKings. All right. The Magni fight, I've seen over one and a half minus 160. DraftKings has two and a half under, uh, I think you said 130 uh, before we brought you on. What do you think of the round prop here and if this fight could go the distance? Yeah, I like this fight because it's a change-up. Here's this long, loudmouth Irishman trying to be Conor McGregor. His name's Ian Gary. He's flapping as much as he can, and he doesn't have really the game to back it up. He's getting ready for a 5'10 striker in Jeff Neal, and at the last minute, Neal gets hurt, can't make the fight. Now he gets a long submission artist in Neil Magny, who's probably had more welterweight fights in the organization than any fighter in its history. Magny's experienced and a grappler, very well-rounded, and Magny gets rolled over by submission guys like uh, Gil Burns or Shavkat Rachmana. Gary's a tall stand-up striker, and I think Magny's awkwardness and his ability to fight anywhere is going to force Gary into looking somewhat clumsy, awkward, and I, I do believe this fight goes to decision. Fight to go to decision is plus 125. Very good. Follow the money. Paulie and Mitch Visa and the Sports Betting Network talking to Lou Finicaro. UFC 292, Saturday, Boston. Uh, this is right in your wheelhouse. A dog and a good-sized dog. Tavares against Weidman. Weidman in the 2-1 to one range. What do you see here? Uh, I see here a 39-year-old Weidman that has a lot of unknown with him. He's coming back off a, a broken shin bone. Um, and so at 39 years old, the question with him is he's not been that active and he's fighting a guy in Tavares that, yes, he's a journeyman uh, UFC fighter, but he's been active and he's fighting for his job. He's got really good takedown defense. And what Weidman, we all know, can do and what we all know is going to do is wrestle. So it comes down to Tavares' takedown D. I think Weidman is in a good spot here. He's a little ticked off that he's not on the main card. But we're going to get a heavy dose of wrestling. And if this fight goes to decision, this fight's in Boston. Uh, Weidman's from New York. He lives out there. I sense maybe a little uh, hometown flavor. Tavares shipping in from Hawaii. I think Weidman, uh, I can make a case for being a live dog. Okay, very good. I was at the uh, UFC Apex to watch Damone Blackshear uh, a while back. He looked really, really good. Now a dog plus 180 against Bautista, who's obviously very good as well. I believe 12-2 and two overall with his MMA record. Do you give the dog here a chance whatsoever, Lou? I don't give this dog much chance. Okay. I, think, I think Bautista is just armed way too complete. And Blackshear's turning around to fight at 135 a week after he just had an impressive submission last week. But I think yep. uh, Mario's going to roll over Blackshear. What is that like? I mean, he just fought literally last week. And here you go again. Huh. Get into the octagon again, uh, you know, seven days later and go at it one more time. The good news is, is that it, he submitted his foe in the first round. Mm. <clears throat> Pardon me. And uh, with that, he barely worked up a sweat. So he didn't take any damage. And really, his only recourse uh, is the weight cut. And we'll watch what happens here with him. If he misses by a couple of pounds, I'm sure they'll work something out or even make it a catch weight. But he's committed to making 135. And I think that is another reason why I like Bautista even further. All right. Petrosky is laying 235. You're not going to lay that, but you think he wins. 
How, how does uh, Petrovsky take him out? Yeah, Petrovsky's a, a, a hard-hitting Philadelphian with really great, solid grappling wrestling. And Mearshart's last fight was against a big, strong guy from Philly that was a, a power striker and a wrestler. And the guy ran right through Mearshart. Mearshart's at the end of his career. He's a one-trick pony being a submission artist. And I look for Petrowski to put on the same kind of production that Pfeiffer did in Mearshart's last fight. And I look for Petrowski to get Mearshart to the ground and then take him uh, out from top control, ground and pound. What is that price? That price is minus 110. So you can okay. take Petrowski from a minus 265 to minus 110 on the inside the distance. Okay, excellent. And two females mm -hmm. go at it uh, to start the card. Silva against Moroz. Uh, can you make the case for the small dog here, if I'm pronouncing that right, Moroz, Moroz, plus 130? Do you have a lean to the dog? Yeah, a lean to the dog. She's long, tall, and going to give Silva some trouble with her length and striking. Uh, I've been on Silva before, and I like her, but physically she's giving up a little bit to the longer, taller Moroz as well, a decent amount of experience. Uh, I could make a case for Moroz. Lou, you also are very good betting the NFL. Do you like anything week two of the preseason? I'm a, I'm an observer of the preseason. I love to see all the overreaction created by the preseason, and I try and sit back and be a sniper and maybe pick a spot. <laughs> are, are you falling for the Jets hype? Are you watching Hard Knocks? I'm not. I don't. I'm not watching any of that stuff. Uh, and I I tend to lean towards fading the Jets if I could find a season total that read ten. I'd be all over that like a fumble in the Super Bowl because I don't think they're going to get to 11 wins to beat me. You can follow him on Twitter. Yeah. He is at Gamlu, the Bout Business podcast as well. Thanks, pal. Enjoy the weekend. Good luck to everybody. Thanks for having me on, guys, and enjoy the weekend. Thanks, there you go. Excellent breakdowns, as always, from him. Throw all these fights at him. Bada-bing, bada-boom. So he, Blackshear just fought. Yeah, last wow. week. Wow. Yep. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta take Bautista, yeah. He likes Bautista a lot. Yeah. And then I like that. Petrosky, Petrosky, $1.10 then. He's inside uh, the distance. That's, he, uh, by, by the way, the Weidman, if you, don't, if you just don't want to get uh, crazy with the 5 to 1 with Weidman, go the distance in the fight, period. It's plus 120. Okay. There and you then go. the Tavares Weidman. Another way to approach it then. And he does not think the uh, main event's going to go the distance at all. We're going to hit the Saturday slate of NFL preseason games coming up next. One of the highest power-rated teams in the league will play their starters, but for how long? We'll tell you that coming up here on Follow the Money. It's VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. is Follow the Money on v Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit v .com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? It's updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes. You can see changes in all the action. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Check it out. Betting splits every game year-round. v .com. Here he comes, Nigel Seeley at Seeley underscore Nigel on Twitter. Always read his uh, previews and recaps up. And his articles at vcin.com, vcin contributor. Time to talk soccer. Uh, how are you, mate? I'm very well. I'm very tired. I had a late night last night. I, wasn't, I went cocktail making. I feel really rough today, I must admit. I feel t very, very tired. I could do it going back to bed and have a sleep. But uh, yeah, not, not, in my, not feeling the best this morning, I must admit. No, right. Normally you look like a million euros, but today it's, I'd say it's about 35 tops. <laughs> a little rough there, pal. I used to say to my wife, you look a million lira. And she used to think that was brilliant. And a million year was about 20 bucks. <laughs> if you did the conversion rate, a million year was about 20 bucks. There you yeah, go. There you look a million lira. She'll thank you. 20 uh, bucks. I, uh, I thought you had a good tweet. Can you expand on your tweet about how the Saudi money can impact soccer and the Neymar signing and what this could mean for some of these big-time superstars? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's a real threat. I think a lot of people are obviously saying that... Uh, you know, don't worry about it. It won't be a problem. You know, there's a lot of other leagues that try to compete and get players over. But uh, I don't think any league has ever had the financial power this Saudi league has have. Um, I think when I when I was very lucky, obviously, to go to Qatar for the last World Cup and the Saudi 
influencers there you could feel it there was a lot of saudis in attendance they saw what the qataris had and they wanted the piece of the action they want the world cup um i think they will get the world cup after the american world cup i think the one after them i think the, the saudi will probably get that especially now with this these players and the, the the thing is everyone says well you know people will go there at the end of their career they're, they're getting players who aren't at the end of their career, they're getting players at the peak of their career. I mean, Mirad Mirad Mahrez from from uh, obviously Manchester City's gone there. You know, it's a team that's won the treble in, in in England, and you know he's what's 27, 28, so he's put the peak of his team. Neymar, obviously, Ruben Neves, Portuguese international player, Kante from Chelsea. So these aren't players that you would think at the end of their career who are going for a final payday. These are players at the peak. So, and I think the once the one they've got a TV deal now over here in the UK, you can watch the Saudi League on uh, on the Zan, the Zone, I think it is. You might be able to watch it in America on the Zone as well. So the Zone has got the the rights to watch it. They've got the TV deal, and I think they'll get more and more players. And the the the, the pockets are endless. I mean, when you when you consider that the the the, the Saudi royal family are worth, I think it's just sort of something like a hundred trillion dollars or something stupid like that trillion you know and and the pot to get these players is is running into billions and billions and billions of pounds not millions billions i don't see where it'll stop i think they get stronger and stronger and stronger and i think they're going to be a big threat to the premier league and from the premier league perspective i think it's quite sad from the premier league that arguably our best two players we 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 call ourselves the best league in the world and the most you know the, the, the power league of the world it is, it's a brilliant league we've got, and we're very lucky to have it. But arguably, England's best two players now play outside the Premier League. Harry Kane has obviously gone to Germany. And uh, Jude Bellingham, uh, who's going to be a revelation, he's now at Real Madrid. So it's going to be interesting times. I think the Saudi League will not go away. They want that World Cup, and they're going to get more and more players to make that league powerful. So they're bidding for the World Cup when it comes around. Uh, interesting observation. Mm-hmm. All right, take, it, take us through rapid fire the Premier League card. We have a match today you're involved in, Nottingham Forest against Sheffield United. How do you see these matches playing out this weekend? Yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's quite a tricky card. I think the first matches of the season are always hard. I've, I've said that for every, every time I come on, on the show at this time of the season. I think it's quite difficult to, to have a real strong prediction. What you, what you do in the first weeks of the season is you form opinion on what you had last year, what we saw last year, because we haven't got anything we can go on this season. So we sort of look at teams we want to fade and get with. So if your futures are right in the early parts of the week and the teams you expect to do well, then you'll do well in your betting and the match betting. But if you've got that completely wrong, then you're going to struggle in the opening weeks of the season until we see some kind of form guide. So it's quite a difficult thing to, to do here. Um, the takes from me from the opening week of the season, I thought Newcastle looked exceptionally good, mm-hmm. uh, obviously against Aston Villa. I think we'll know a lot more about Newcastle in the next two weeks because they play Manchester City away this weekend, which is the biggest game in the Premier League. We'll come on to that in a minute. And then they play Liverpool um, at home, I think it is. So they've got two really big matches, Newcastle, so we know where they are. But I think they're going to struggle when they get to the Champions League. They've got the extra pressure of playing on the Champions League with a smaller squad. They're going to struggle on there. So I think let's not get too carried away with what we saw at the weekend. The obvious one for me from the other end of the leg, I think Sheffield United and Luton are going to have terrible, terrible seasons. That brings me on to the match tonight. I thought Sheffield United were dreadful last week uh-huh. uh, in their defeat at home. They, they Crystal Palace won one nil. They, they had one shot on target in the match. The manager has publicly said this squad of players is worse than the squad of players he had last year in the uh-huh. championship, which is a bold statement when you consider that uh, they're up a league in the Premier League. So they, I think they're in, I think they're the bet, the bet to finish bottom. I think they'll probably finish above Luton at the bottom of the table. They have no goals. And Nottingham Forest are a very good side. I think they're very underrated. I thought they played quite well against Arsenal, especially when they made the substitutions, put the more attacking players on. They look really good. They scored a brilliant goal, counter-attacking goal uh, at the Emirates. And at home at the City ground, they're very strong. I mean, since 20, start 2023, I think it's about 14 matches in the Premier League they've played. They've only lost two, and that was against Manchester United and Newcastle. So they beat the teams in or around them at the bottom. They've held Manchester City last season at home. They beat Brighton, which was a great result. And they also beat Liverpool um, and Arsenal. So Nottingham Forest are a very, very capable home team here. The City ground is probably one of the best atmospheres in the Premier League. And I think Sheffield United, with all their problems, I think anything around about even money, minus 110, I think Nottingham Forest will get favourite betters off for a winning start this evening. Amongst the matches tomorrow, I mean, it's an old favourite of mine. I've said it many times again when I've come on the show. i said it. It's purely a mathematical play. Wolverhampton Wanderers against Brighton. I mean, the draw at half-time. Last mm-hmm. week, where Wolverhampton started off against Manchester United in the first game of the season at Old Trafford. It was a draw at half-time. It was nil-nil and it was a draw. 
Um, if you look at them last season, 15 of their 38 matches with draws at half time. Over the last three seasons, 54 of 114 top flight matches have been draws at half time, which work, works out a percentage chance of around about 48%. But when you take away the matches against the Manchester Cities, the Liverpools, the Arsenals, and the bigger teams, that rises up to the sort of mid 50s. So around about minus 125, you should be a draw at half time in a Wolves match. Um, at the weekend, it's plus 133. Statistically, that's the wrong price. Um, they don't score many goals, Wolves, in the first half. They do a lot of their attacking in the second half. Um, I think that will be a, a low scoring. And I, but you would expect Brighton to win it because Brighton have obviously a side that I, I, I like and a team that go well. But I think purely from the stats basis, not over just a short period, that's three seasons of football, 114 soccer matches to use that data. So I think plus 133 is, is a decent price. Amongst the other games, Liverpool, heavy favourites against Bournemouth. You wouldn't expect any problems there. Tottenham, Manchester United looks an interesting one. Tottenham with life of that. Harry Kane started off with a 2-2 draw against Brentford. Manchester United, um, fortunate, fortunate, I think, to, to win 1-0 against Wolves. Wolves were much the better side. Mm. They should have had a penalty in the, in the late, latter stages. I still don't know how that was in a penalty. Um, I think that's a tough one to call. Manchester City, Newcastle is the one that everybody is going to watch on, uh, on Saturday evening over here, lunchtime, uh, where you are. Uh, Man City are probably one of the biggest prices they've been at home uh, against uh, this season in the Premier League or last season in the Premier League match. They're around about minus 133 here and they're getting bigger. They're drifting. There's a market move for Newcastle. Obviously, Kevin De Bruyne is not there to pull the, to pull the strings. But I think Newcastle, I think we may have got a little bit carried away of ourselves. They're, they have some great forwards. They've scored goals. Callum Wilson, Isaac, who's great. But uh, a couple of injuries to Newcastle and a couple of big matches coming up. I think we'll know a lot more about Newcastle sort of going into Christmas. But that one there, I think both teams to score could be, a, could be a wager there. I think that's an interesting one there if you want to look at both teams to score or perhaps over two and a half. But it's a, it's a lean for me. And the only other bet that I'm interested in is uh, Fulham uh, against uh, Brentford. I think that's got goals in it. If you look at the, the team news, Brentford are obviously without their main striker, Ivan Tony. Uh, he suspended until January after a betting allegations that he had. He made he, he broke betting rules, so he doesn't play until January. Um, so that's a big blow for Brentford. But without him, they drew two-two on the opening day of the season uh, and against Tottenham. Fulham um, Mitrovic wants to move to Saudi, uh, but the, they won't let him go. And now he's emerged as the number one contender to take over from Harry Kane. So you've got two strikers. Who um who who aren't ha- well, one of them can't play and the other one isn't happy that he's still at Fulham, but I still think there's goals in this match. Uh, last season it was three two to Fulham uh, at Fulham, at Brentford it was also three two that time to Brentford. So big high scoring matches. Fourteen of uh, Fulham's home matches last season out of nineteen cashed on over two and a half goals, and I think the market here has gone a little bit crazy on the team news. I think people have looked at these two strikers do not play, but there's other players on the pitch who are more than capable of putting the ball in the back of the net. And I, and I quite like over two and a half goals at minus 110. But I think the best bet of the Premier League, without doubt, is starting this evening, not in a forest at home, and around about evens to beat Sheffield United. I think that's a really good bet. Beautiful. Right. Yeah. Good luck. Get some sleep. Feel better. Appreciate it. I've got to go to a party tonight. <laughs> oh, God. I've got, to go to a, I've got to go to a 50th birthday party. Oh, I'm, God. absolutely. I'm absolutely shattered. And now I'm, I'm at a football match tonight. I'm at, I'm at uh, League oh, One, right. Charlton against Port Vale. I quite like Charlton there. Around about That's good. Money. Okay. Do that. You're great on Twitter with that stuff. The Notts yeah. County. I can't get it over with the picnic table. And the... <laughs> that was great. Thanks, Living Vlad. the life. Living the life. Take yeah. care. Up next, more NFL preseason. A key thing to remember when betting this time of year. We'll explain coming up here on Follow the Money. It's Visa, the Sports Betting Network. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. (laughs) 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Follow the Money on v Legendary sports better Billy Walters sat down with Brent Musburger. The only place to see it will be right here on v Tuesday, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. He reveals his systems for betting the NFL, unbelievable betting stories, and goes into detail on Phil Mickelson's gambling, including trying to bet on the Ryder event that he was playing in. Tuesday, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. Only on Vison, Walters, and Musburger. He's our Billy Walters. It's the Iceman, Chuck Edel. will be part of Matt Eumanns and Derek Stevens' Friday Football Invitational at Chuck Edel on Twitter, E-D-E-L. Great guy, Chicago guy, and he's here to talk preseason football. I'm sure you had a fun summer you know, with two kids, two dogs, two cats. You always have a, probably a fun time at home. How you been, sir? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Yeah, the only, uh, only complaint I have about the summer, it went by way too fast. Not really sure what happened. I... But uh, here we are. I can't complain. It's football time, so all good. You got it. And it's great to talk to you as always. And we have a game tonight that you're involved in. We have getting conflicting reports on what the Giants are going to do here. They're laying three against Carolina. You have an opinion on this game. What do you think is going to happen? Yeah, I do have an opinion here. And, you know, sometimes uh, you, you got to go, you know, over the years, you, you kind of, once in a while, you got to go with a hunch what's going to happen. So, uh, Brian DeBall, the coach for the uh, the Giants, said he's going to play his, some of his starters in one of the last two games. He, but he, he's not telling anybody if it's going to be tonight or it's going to be the next week. Next week they play the Jets. They're you know they're they're, they're in state rival. Ro- I, I also have a little word that Rodgers is going to play some in that game as well. Okay. So my hunch is my hunch is that the, the Giants are going to play their starters next week. I, I, I think you're going to see the backups in this game. I mean, you know that's. That's just a hunch. I can't. Don't quote me on that. That it, it's not set in stone. But I, I, I'm I'm going with the hungry Carolina team. You know, last last week Carolina was embarrassed a little bit for a preseason game. They lost twenty-seven to nothing to that to the Jets. And this week, Frank Reich and his staff has put really a lot of work into the offense, uh, starting with the offensive line going through. You know, they got the young quarterback there, so they've even done some a little game planning because they want to make sure that these guys are ready for the season. So you're going to see a little bit of an extended time with the starters here for Carolina, at least one quarter, maybe a quarter and a half. Yeah. You're going to see them go. And, uh, I, you know, again, I, I'm pretty sure that they're going to go up against some backups for the Giants here. So I'm going to play Carolina in the first half of this game. Uh, I'm not crazy about Matt Corral coming in in the second half. He didn't, he looked pretty shaky last week, but, um, the lines right now are about to come out for the first half, but the line in this game is three. I'm looking probably for Carolina here, uh, one and a half, probably maybe two. They might make them here, um, and I, I'm going to lay the points here with Carolina in the first half. All right, Carolina first half, and expect a lot of okay. DeVito for the Giants. Okay, so you also bet the Broncos. Now, it's it was open two, one and a half. I think you laid one and a half with the Broncos. It's up to five. Do you want to go first half included as well? What's your recommendation here for the viewers, obviously, now that it's been stepped on? 
Yeah, I actually opened up the 49ers minus one. Okay. And, uh, so, and uh, you know, Peyton, Peyton's really make, you know, trying to change the culture there in Denver. I mean, last year in the preseason, the starters took no snaps. Well, we saw what happened when they, when they took the field for the regular season. They, they, they had no clue what they were doing. Um, so he's trying to change the culture a little bit there. If you, if you would have seen last week's game, they didn't look that sharp, but he, he kept his starters in there. Almost Wilson was almost in there the whole first half, if not the whole first half. And uh, in this game here, in this game Saturday, Payton's going to play his starters. Twenty-two to twenty-five plays is what he's saying. Um, uh, they're, they're, you know, he, he's he's been practicing. You know, they've been looking at even films of San Francisco. Meanwhile, the 49ers are are going to probably play their starters, maybe one to two series. Purdy is going to get the start for him here. Um, but they got a veteran team, the 49ers. They know what they know what they have. They know where they're at. Um, I wouldn't anticipate all their starters playing. Some of their star wide receivers, I'm, you know, might see maybe one series. So I am, you know, the lines been stepped out a little bit here. I'm guessing, and I'm I'm hoping. So right now, the Denver's four and a half or five for the game. I'm gonna. I'm hoping Denver's about minus three here in the first half. You know, in these preseason games, it's not crazy to see a team minus six in the for the game and minus six in the first half, you know, right. so sometimes they throw it, you know, th- those things happen, but I'm looking for hopefully a three here uh, on Denver. And I, I'll, I'll look to lay the three in the first half. You're going to see Denver starters uh, pretty much play the whole first half. And then you got Stidham coming back uh, after Wilson, not a bad backup as well. So, um, I'm going to look to lay the points here in the first half. Yeah. Chuck, to your point earlier today, DraftKings had first halves up for the entire weekend and in the Chiefs Cardinals game, KC Lane seven and a half for the game, but the first half was the Chiefs minus six and a half. Yeah, and that might even go up. He's out. The Chiefs are going to our team that uh, Andy Reid. He's playing the starters. He said up to maybe the whole first half, and he's treating this game as a week three. You know, back in the when they played the four preseason games, he always did that on the third game on the third preseason game. So mm-hmm. I guess he's going to treat this game that way. So he's going to play his guys. Uh, Almost the first half, so that's uh, that makes a lot of sense, Mitch. What you're saying, right, I wouldn't not, be surprised to see that that go up to seven. Oh, sorry about that. All right, another one here. Significant movement. Your Bears taking on the Colts. Fields not expected to play, and you have to like the Colts rotation. After Richardson, it's Minshew and Ellinger. This is up to five in some spots. What do you think of the Colts? Yeah. So what, what, what we see here, you know, a lot of these teams now more than ever are having these joint practices before the mm-hmm. preseason game. So, you know, the bears are playing the Colts, the Colts, you know, they've been there for a couple of days now in Indianapolis and they're having some practices. So the, the bears coaching staff seems to think that their starters got enough work. So most of the starters will not play in this game. And, uh, you know, and their backups are pretty weak. They got PJ Walker and they got Peterman. Paulie still has nightmares when he had, Buffalo against the Chargers, and Peterman came in in the first half through <laughs> five interceptions. <laughs> so you know they're a little weak, they're a little weak on the quarterback backup quarterback. Meanwhile, Indianapolis is perfect. You know the difference between preseason and, and uh, you know regular season because Richardson's going to start you know start here, but he, he's very raw right now, very raw. I mean, and I've already bet Jacksonville week one of the uh, okay. of the regular season. You know because yeah. I think what the, the Colts are basically doing here is they, they're throwing in the, not throwing in the towel, but they know they're not going anywhere this season. They're, they just want to get a lot of reps for Richardson. They want to see they want to they want to get him a lot of playing time and get him ready here. So you're going to see him start in this game, and, and they're going to make sure they're going to put the, the, some play calling in to make sure he's successful. And like you said, Paulie Minshew is going to follow him up. You're going to see the starters playing. And they're going to go up against the backups for the Bears, so that's a significant advantage for the Colts here. And I'm hoping, you know, right now I'm, for the game itself, the, the Colts look like they're about a four, you know, four four and a half point favorite. So I'm I'm looking for hopefully a three here. I'm going to lay three with the Colts first half. Did you bet the game for the game? I did bet the game. Yeah. Now the lines move. You know, right. the line has moved. I actually like the first half better because okay, in the second half, you know, you're going to see. The backups, but I, I I did play I did play the game. It has moved quite a bit. I laid a, two points with the Colts, and now it's up to you know like four four and a half, mm-hmm. even some five starting to come up. What's your assessment of the Bears? Well, coming off a three win season with the win total at seven and a half, and all the hype surrounding Fields and, and this offense. I, I really think that they're they're going to be improved. I mean, I, I'm I'm impressed with what they've done. I didn't think you know um, first you know last year Fields he was playing with. No offensive line. 
He had no wide receivers to throw to. Um, he and, and he had a, he, for what he played with. He did a, he did a great job. I got to get you know I was a little bit of an anti Fields guy to be honest with you, and he he proved me wrong. And uh, he, he played well. I think the team's improved big time on the offensive line. They've, they've added some wide receivers, and uh, their defense is pretty solid as as you know. So I'm expecting them. Uh, I would you know I'm looking for eight wins from the Bears this year. I would you know. Small lean on that over seven and a half, and I I, I do think they're going to be approved. Like they're going to be fun to watch, and uh, um, we'll, we'll see how they come out. But I, I think you're going to see a better Bears team than we have in the past. All right, my friend, enjoyed it. We'll talk to you soon. Good luck. All right, thanks, guys. Thanks, thanks Chuck. And he'll be part of the football contest on Fridays with Matt Humans right here on Veasan as well. Carolina first half, Denver first half, Colts first half. Look for that when they come out. Bet Colts for the game, Denver for the game. But those numbers are long gone. What he laid. Very good. And again, numbers he's looking for. Panthers minus one, one and a half, he said. Broncos, he hopes it's going to be three. And same thing with Indy against the Bears. I already yeah. bet Jacksonville week one. Oh, he's not love the only that one. that, too. Yeah, love yeah. that. That was uh, one of the first things I did. We talked about that a lot the yeah. day after A. Rich was announced, the week one starter for the Colts. That was, I think I made like six bets that day. And uh, one of them was on Jacksonville week one. You know, this, we talked about teasers as well recently. If you want to, like, you don't want to tease below seven, like a team that's below seven. The Chiefs in week one are six and a half of the regular season against the Lions because you're not going below seven and three. You're already below seven. But if you did a money line parlay of Chiefs, Cardinals this weekend and tied it into the Chiefs over the Lions in week one, uh, the first book I looked at, it pays minus 115. So it's essentially, all it's an alt point spread is what you're doing on a two-team money line parlay as opposed to a two-team teaser. I believe Andy Reid's 9-1 and one going back week one, too. Yeah, Coming I, out of the gate strong, and I think a, half of more by double digits. We'll tell you what we're betting with our in-pocket plays coming up next here on VSIN. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.